Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the Next Generation Diagnostics Summit, which runs August 15th through the 18th in Washington, D.C. I'm Rory McCann, Conference Production Coordinator. We have with us today one of our speakers from the Enabling Point of Care Diagnostics Conference, Dr. Andrew Koh, Professor of Clinical Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Dr. Koh, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. Is it feasible to use point-of-care devices in cancer detection? Well, this is certainly something that we're very interested in pursuing, making something that's very user-friendly that can be done within the comfort of a person's own home, and it's something that could have a potentially broad spectrum of applications, including in the healthcare arena. A lot still needs to be worked out in this realm in terms of the specific applications and how, say, patients would use this technology and how those results would then be shared and discussed with their healthcare providers. But uh, obviously, there's a lot of excitement in going down this path, and it may be ultimately a very cost-effective approach and a certainly very patient and user-friendly and potentially much more cost-effective. You mentioned some challenges that you expect to face as you develop this technology. What are some of those challenges that you anticipate? Well, I'm thinking of almost in terms of being a product of success of this approach in terms of I can envision, say, in my arena, which is oncology, patients who have the ability to uh, track and monitor some aspects of their disease at home while on on the surface, it sounds wonderful, I think, uh, doing it without the ongoing guidance and interacting with their providers, their healthcare providers, to put it in some context and just could lead to potentially panic or uncertainty or things. And again, that's almost, as I said, a byproduct of having something that might be so potentially successful and user-friendly at home. I think it's still important to recognize that those technologies or the results of these technologies really need to be discussed with, say, a healthcare professional to understand them fully and understand the implications of them. And with Two Poor Guys, how are you using point-of-care devices? Well, Two Poor Guys is really a company with a fascinating technology that offers the promise of this sort of uh, point of care use for home use and for consumers or patients in the future. And right now we're at the point of just sort of proof of principle with looking at this for select uh, patients in clinic who have a cancer diagnosis. And so we've collaborated on a pilot research project where some of my patients whom I'm taking care of who have a known cancer diagnosis, and in their case, we know that their tumor harbors a particular genetic mutation, and something called KRAS G12D, so a very specific point mutation that's seen in almost all pancreatic cancers and a significant proportion of colon cancers and actually a number of other different cancers. It's a very common oncogene that uh, is mutated. And so what we're trying to do is identify this particular point mutation in patients' blood and urine. And right now we're still at the point of where these patients who agree to participate are giving a blood and urine sample when they see me in clinic and they're being analyzed using two poor guys' uh, technology. So we're not yet at the point of saying, oh, go home, test it at home yourself. That's still to come in the future, but that's ultimately where this will lead. Right now, it's just uh, showing the accuracy and ability to detect this particular point mutation in patients' body fluids uh, that will get us to the point where um, we can use this similar technology more broadly, say, within a patient's own home. How do you think the technology will eventually impact the future of liquid biopsy? Well, right now, the process by which we do uh, liquid biopsies, which is already sort of revolutionizing the way we monitor patients with cancer diagnoses, is really getting a blood sample when a patient comes into clinic, sending it out, 
waiting for turnaround time of a week or two weeks or however long, getting those results and the associated cost, some of which is out of pocket for patients. So this really may offer a much more both cost-effective, inexpensive, and just rapid turnaround kind of process by which to glean some of that very same information. And so you can envision in the future that's for patients who are actively on treatment, monitoring their levels of particular mutations of interest in their blood and or urine that they could even do at their own home and get a readout kind of right away. And that gets back to the point of, well, you might have very eager or anxious patients who are doing it very frequently at home, perhaps more than it's indicated. And what we do with, do we do with that information? But on the positive side, it really is something that we could get a quick turnaround time, a rapid answer, and it might then inform treatment decisions or you might have a patient who is rendered free of cancer following an operation, but they're at risk for relapse, and so this would be a tool that they could use at home potentially to monitor for cancer recurrence by looking for um, these particular genetic mutations in their blood at specific points in time. Between now and then, what are some challenges you anticipate in manufacturing these devices? Well, I won't try to speak for the company, but I think really the issue is having this technology and being able to do it in a very cost-efficient fashion, which I believe they're able to do. So it really is these test strips, and they like to use an analogy of sort of not that dissimilar to a home glucometer where patients with diabetes are checking their blood sugars at home. They have a test strip, and on the test strips are these pretty awesome, these nanopores. And so basically, if you're just putting a small amount of blood or urine or saliva onto this uh, test strip that then runs through the test strip and basically will allow for detection of single molecules, whether it be DNA or proteins of interest or any sort of analyte, really, it basically sends off an impedance signal that with a home reader will uh, produce a particular signature that will allow you to say, okay, well, this person has a detectable amount of, say, this particular genetic mutation or this protein or this antibody or whatever analyte it is. And then really the readout for the patient is going to be, yes, it's detected, sort of a yes, no, or maybe quantitation of the amount. And then, again, that information could be shared or transmitted or shared with the uh, patient's provider, healthcare provider, uh, that could then be used to make treatment decisions. So anyway, all of that technology is the idea is to do that in a way that maybe leads to a lot of cost savings compared to current technologies requiring a send-out and with equipment that would cost a lot more. I think the other piece to this is really some of these the analytes that we might be looking for may be present at very, very low levels. So I think one of the challenges for tuple guides or anyone doing this sort of detection of, say, in this case, cell-free DNA in a, a blood or body fluid is being able to detect at very low levels, so just having really good sensitivity. So I think that's one of the ongoing challenges that we're facing. It sounds like this technology has a lot of potential to really make a difference in a lot of patients. Do you anticipate there being any concerns on the side of the patients. How is the technology being developed in a way that they can use it on their own? Like I was saying, I always think information is never a bad thing to have as long as it's accurate, obviously. But again, I wouldn't want patients to have this information and just have it in a vacuum and sort of not know what to do with it. And that's why I'm saying this potentially very convenient and rapid turnaround and all those things. And again, the success of this, as I envision, will really require patients not go rogue and just sort of do this on their own without 
ongoing counseling and interaction with their health care provider to really understand part of the implications of a particular test result. Is it something that warrants a change in treatment or that warrants getting another CT scan or anything like that? And so in some ways, I think it empowers patients more, but it's important that they are able to put it in context through discussion with their physician or healthcare provider. Great. Dr. Ko, thank you so much for talking about this technology with me. I'm really excited that you are going to be speaking more about it at the Next Generation Diagnostics Summit. Sure. It's, it's my pleasure. Um, you know, I think the only other thing I'll mention is, well, I'm looking at this as an oncologist purely from a cancer angle. I think the possible applications of this handheld sensor, this home device or whatnot, has applicability to testing for infectious diseases, influenza, HIV, I mean any types of things. So it has potentially a wide range of applications in the medical field, in food or environmental safety, agriculture. I mean, so with further validation and with any sort of different analytes that can be tested with this, I think that it's wide open in terms of a number of different fields that this could potentially impact. Obviously, we still need to do a lot more work in these respective areas, but it's exciting to think about. It definitely is. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can learn more about this at the meeting in August. I'm looking forward to hearing your talk then and hearing what questions and discussions it brings up. Absolutely. I look forward to it. That was Dr. Andrew Koh, a professor of clinical medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. He'll be speaking at the Enabling Point of Care Diagnostics Conference, part of the upcoming Next Generation Diagnostics Summit, which runs August 15th through the 18th in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.nextgenerationdx.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. I'm Rory McCann. Thank you for listening.